0: Welcome to the Riley June Show. I am your host, Riley June, Intuition Master Coach and Spiritual Activator. This podcast is here to support you on your growth and ascension journey. For those new to learning about their energy and for light leaders to set a standard in their work and practices within the industry. Running a multi-six-figure business as a light leader comes with great responsibility. And as I expand my work into the corners of the globe to help others reconnect with who they truly are, Just know your time spent here with me is held sacredly. And for light leaders, it's time to show up. We have a massive mission to raise the awareness of human consciousness in our globe. So let's get to work. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, I probably could get, like if you watch the videos of these podcast episodes on YouTube, I probably could get a mic. I actually have one, but I don't have the correct connector, but I'm really finding that the clarity on just like using the headset mic is, it's working for me. So I really enjoy this. Um, But that is not what we are talking about today. (laughs) Today's episode, we are diving into the importance and the value of having fun in the business that you are running and the giving back portion and how it really highlights the values of where you're going. This is something that in studying high-level entrepreneurs, in being in programs to develop myself and the work that I do, it has become very prevalent that it is a non-negotiable having fun and giving back in what you're doing and what you're building. And here is what I'm doing. We talked about a bit about this in the last episode and I just want to give context to this and just inspire you to really think about this especially my spiritual entrepreneurs when it comes to give back and having fun in your business. Like this is so important. Um and what we're doing where the story behind the Christmas Love Project and uh, all this good stuff. So in a program that I am currently in called Fast Foundations Mastermind, I have been watching and listening to the people that are running it, Chris and Lori Harder, for a couple years now, and they have a huge ethos in the importance of giving back. And one of the things that is spoken to so often is that scarcity can get you six figures really quick. And I learned that very quickly in having a scarcity mindset in getting to where I was at the beginning of 2021, um, and achieving that six figure mile marker, right? Like it's kind of the thing that all entrepreneurs really strive for is hitting that first six figures. And for me, I was able to do that in a year and a half from zero to earning over a hundred thousand dollars, um, very, very quickly. And it was because of the desperation in my willingness to show up regardless of the consequences, because I knew that I needed to essentially hire my husband. And that was my driving force through and through. It didn't matter how late I was working, how early I was getting up, how many calls I was taking. And let me tell you, the burnout is so real in that experience, but scarcity will earn you six figures very easily. I could even earn you a couple multiple six figures very easily. But fun and giving back is what really allows you to scale and grow into the $500,000 plus earnings um, kind of profit margins, as well as seven figures and beyond. If you're not having fun with what you're doing, you will run yourself into a burnout where even your why of what you're doing is not even worth it for you anymore. And the giving back portion is so valuable because not only is it something that's an extension of you of how you get to help people in an even more incredible way, but it is also that experience of really seeing the values of why you're doing what you're doing through all the way to the end. When I started the Christmas Love Project, it was because When my husband was going through all of his heart stuff. My son was going through all of his heart stuff. So if you don't know much about my story, I highly recommend you go right back to the first episode and you just take a few moments to tune into that so you really understand the gist of it. But to oversight my story, um, in 2016, my husband was diagnosed with congenital heart failure like six, seven months into our relationship. Like freshly started, just dating, and here we are facing this super major problem. And it was totally out of his control. Control. It was something that wasn't even able to be managed. It was surgery was like the life or death option at this point. And what was supposed to be a two week thing, getting him into the surgery ended up being six months until he was finally able to get in. And it was, he was at that point where he was in complete heart failure. Um, getting into that surgery. And there was so many complications after the surgery, following other post infections and heart attacks and strokes and more surgeries. He ended up having four open heart surgeries in the span of two years, which is very much unheard of. Um, and our son at four months old, uh, when he was born in the midst of all of that also had, a, a heart surgery as well. Here we go. So through those two years of my life, I had no backup plan, no savings, no career, no idea what I was going to do with my life and the direction of where I was going. I had always been someone who just served. I had multiple jobs. I made really good money. I was never someone who um, really loved or valued working for somebody else, but I was really good at communicating and the service industry and there was um, manager position that I took up in some of the different... jobs, uh, companies that I worked for, as well as I went to school for real estate and accounting. And so I had this like background and all this service and essentially marketing and advertising um, that I didn't know what I was going to do with. And when Phil started going through all of his heart stuff, I wasn't able to work because he needed care 24 seven, especially when we had our baby, he wasn't able to lift over five pounds. So he ended up having his second surgery three weeks before our son was born. So not only was I a new mom going through post postpartum, um, but also having very little, if any, care at all. And Phil was going through the trauma of PTSD from the experience he had had and just his own suffering that a lot of everything else other than like being a full-time caregiver, like even just like thinking back to process, the amount of roles that I took on, the amount of hats that I was wearing in that time is unfathomable to me that I went through it and I did it. And it was like by far the most challenging thing I have ever gone through in my life. And when we were going through that, there was two specific years of that where we didn't have the money. Phil had $3,000 of disability income. I picked up shifts where I could, when I could, and that was pretty much it. We really had to learn to rely on people in our lives. And I'm so grateful for the amount of support that we did in fact have, but the Facebook marketplace, um, Christmas presents weren't cutting it for me. And it isn't because there wasn't quality things that I was finding or anything to do with that. It was it was the experience of the stress and the frustration and the worry of if we were even gonna be able to provide presence under the tree. And that is something that as a parent, you don't think about until you are the parent and the reality of all the projects and all the tasks and all the things, the responsibilities that you navigate and deal with through the year. Like hardly anyone is ever prepared for Christmas. Hardly ever. And uh, whether that's, they don't have the savings for it. They're not prepped in time for it, or they're just like, so in the grind of all the things every month until all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, it's Christmas. And they're reminded because Walmart and Canadian tires are putting out the decorations. And it's like, oh shit, Christmas is here. Like, what am I going to do? And then there's a scatter in this desperation to get it done and make sure that everything's put together. And then people exponentially overspend, trying to compensate for wanting to be the best or the showcase of whatever, right? And I don't judge or blame or shame anyone who has been doing this or been in this position. But this is what I noticed from being in that position where I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get those presents. And so in a sense, I was that single parent. And though my husband is in an absolute incredible support and he did the absolute best he could possibly do given the situation that he was in at that time, I really learned the value of what single parents go through. And of course it is different because I still had that person with me. But when your person with you is so distant and is so wrapped up in the PTSD and the trauma of what they're going through, it really is like they are absent. Like that. There is no other way to explain it. And, you know, in some cases, it sometimes would probably have been easier if he wasn't equally there, too, though, not am I ever or at any point did I wish that. But You know, you're also dealing with the stress and the strain of somebody going through a very traumatizing experience. And so, anyone who is listening to this who has a partner with mental illness or struggles with depression or PTSD or trauma, or maybe that is you, being the partner on the other side that is helping and supporting and navigating and dealing with and making all the decisions and helping with the kids and doing all the things that you possibly can do to get everything done, like, I applaud you because it is fucking hard it is really fucking hard. I want to make sure I did an episode of two episodes. Ago. My phone went off. One want to turn it off. <laughs> um, it is really hard. And so, When I decided to start showing up online and going through my healing journey, which was pulling oracle cards and just doing readings online, it was a way for me to escape. It was how I was healing was through understanding and learning my intuition and my energy. It is why I'm such a huge advocate for teaching and coaching with it now, because it is the foundation that is going to expedite your healing process and equally your ability to move forward in your life so much quicker than um, traditional therapy. And I say that from the perspective of simply what my clients who have been in therapy have shared with me. One of my clients has been in therapy for the past eight years of her life and the amount that she has been able to move through and process in such a short period of time with our work is just so beautiful. And equally, having worked with therapists who I teach and train this energy intuition work to as well, their mind is blown in what they are so just like awestruck with in how much easier and how much quicker they can support their clients with leading with the energetics of things versus always sticking in the mind, right? You have to understand that your physical reality, so your physical brain is only 3% of what your life is. 97% is energy. So when you lead and you understand and you um, can communicate with the language of energy, intuition, your life is so much more easier, even in the challenges. It really Truly is. But getting back on track, um, having had that experience, when I started to realize that I could, um, my first goal was to just get out of having negative $250 in our account on a good day. Like that was a good day. That's where we were at. Um, It was okay, if I can at least make that like a week okay, this is going to be great. You know, we got something here. And so doing, oh my gosh, there was one point where I had, was probably doing two or three readings a day at $30 a reading. I'm um, can't do the quick maths so you can do that if you want. Um, but I was making decent money, but I was putting out a lot of time and effort and energy on top of also taking care of a newborn baby, helping my husband with all the things that he needed, taking care of the things around the house, um and like being a mom, right? Being a wife, trying to be also just like a normal human being given the situation. And I am so grateful for all those times that I went through because it really taught me my own strength and my own capability as a human being and my willingness to persevere regardless of my limitations. Um like I probably had the deep deepest scarcity mindset possible as I was moving through all of that, but I was so blinded because of needing to get out of where I was that I didn't even let the fear or the, I don't know who I am to do this, or I don't know where I'm going to get this or how I'm going to do it. Like even stop me. It was like, it was just not even a question of that being possible in my conscious mind. And When I started to realize that now, okay, I've achieved that goal of getting over the $250 mark or negative $250 mark, we can actually make our car payments now, they're not going to come and collect them. I wanted to retire my husband. I wanted him to not have to worry and stress about going to work and doing laborious jobs and like straining himself on time commitments and finances and all these things. And when I started to realize that the sky is really the limit in the entrepreneur world where you really have like, like, you can make so much money and you can do so much good and you can really have the freedom you want it was a non-negotiable to turn back and go back to a different job. And then 2020 hit. And I was like, okay, yeah, never going back to a job like this is, I'm um, this is it full time. Um, but when I started to have bigger dreams and really expand and then even retire my husband, um, in December of 2019. So right before all the pandemic stuff happened, it was like, I then the pandemic did happen, and I realized, you know, what a lot of people were going to be facing that first year. It was like, yeah, this is something we're doing. And I had already started it the year before. So I had been doing lives and just like having people donate. We raised, um, we raised $1,100 the first year and thankfully the pandemic wasn't there. So what I did, it was someone local to Edmonton. So I went and I went out and I shopped for the presents for under the tree for the kids and the mom. And I communicated with the person who had nominated her and gave them cash for just spending. And it was honestly the most exhilarating, emotional, like, I even get choked up thinking about it, experience that I had gone through that I realized that this was going to be a non-negotiable moving forward. And so because of my experience in my own life and then having this experience of raising money with all of you and being able to just share that, like spread the cheer and spread the joy and spread the abundance it became this thing, this, the Christmas love project. And so last year we raised $1,500 and we gave it to a beautiful single mom of two boys. And so this year I have such a bigger network of incredible people that are going to be equally sharing this. So our goal is going to be $10,000 this year. And I'm really, really excited for what this is going to look like. So that's the story behind the Christmas love project. Um, Like I had mentioned last episode, there are three ways for you to be able to participate in this to nominate someone, email support at RileyJune.ca, R-Y-L-E-E, June is in the month.ca. The story of the person that you share is completely confidential. And basically, we're just going to as we hit the $1,500, it's going to go out to each family. If we raise like so much more than $10,000, it's just really just going to continue to get divided into the families that are nominated. Um and we're going to cover as much ground as we possibly can, which I'm really excited about. Um, So you can nominate someone, you can contribute and donate. The link to the Christmas Love Project is in the show notes. Um, There's a PayPal link. Uh, Aside from the PayPal proceeds, or sorry, the PayPal processing fees, 100% of what you donate goes to the Christmas Love Project. And there's going to be a live tally. So as it's donated, it's updated every 24 hours to see where we're at and how much we've raised collectively, which is super exciting. Um, So that's our goal for this year. And then the third way to do it is honestly just share. I would love and appreciate so, so much if you can, there's a link on there where you can go and you can share it to your Facebook or screenshot it and share it to your Instagram and just send people our way either to contribute, contribute, share, or equally nominate. So I am really anticipating that this is going to be the start of something so much bigger. And I already know that by next year, I'm going to be starting a nonprofit, uh, for this specific project so that there can be tax receipts sent out to anyone who does truly donate to this. I do not know a thing about the nonprofit world, but I'm really excited to learn because this is something that has been very much infused into my business and my models of give back, Um, starting January 1st of 2022, a dollar from every membership, Um, that payment that is processed, it's going to start contributing to the Christmas Love Project as well. So the membership is $22.22 a month, a beautiful way to swap your Netflix, uh, unconscious programming, negative behavior, swapping that for a space where there's community and enlightenment and meditation and empowerment and training and coaching and energy guidance and all the things. Um, so a dollar of that membership proceed from every single person whose payment is processed every single month, a dollar from that is going to be going to the Christmas love project. So we're going to be starting in 2022 raising money right from the get-go. and um i really do believe that by the end of next year we're probably going to be somewhere around the fifty thousand dollar mark that we're giving away and so i've always been really inspired by the um like the radio giveaways where they do like five thousand dollars or where they have the people who walk out on the streets like that's really inevitably where my vision is going is to take probably like a couple thousand dollars of that and go out with my kids and just like walk through a mall and hand out money to strangers around the Christmas time and really be able to just do those types of things and give back even more money to even more families and it just be this really incredible experience. So that's the vision of the Christmas Love Project and where it's going and how we're going to just like explode, helping people, giving back and lighting up people's lives in this Christmas year, right? Oh, it just like the the feeling, the emotions is just truly unexplainable. So I want to talk for a moment about the importance. We kind of started here and then um, last episode. And I wanted to just continue on with this uh, before we end this episode today. So for my spiritual entrepreneurs who are, whether you're just starting to build your business or you've been in the kind of the hamster wheel for the last couple of years, you're not necessarily seeing the results that you want. I'm going to tell you right now that the reason that that is for those who are on the hamster wheel specifically is because you're not having fun in your business. And having fun in your business is really the energy that attracts the clients and the income that you want. It is the thing that I have come to learn year after year that if I'm not having fun, I'm not enjoying showing up to my calls, I'm not enjoying doing the coaching, I'm not enjoying delivering the service. And if you're not enjoying the very thing that people are paying you for, you will run into financial blocks and barriers because you are putting out the energy that it's not even fun, that it's just another task. And Sometimes we start off as entrepreneurs and we realize that it's not really what we want to do, and that's okay too. But if it is really, truly something that you desire, that time and financial freedom is what you desire, then having fun in your business is your number one priority. And if you're not having fun, get clear on where and why that's the case and what is going to be required and what you're really wanting to implement to help you to have that fun, to inspire and to ignite that fun in your business. other piece to this is giving back. Giving back gives purpose and meaning to your why of getting started. My why of getting started was first very much focused on self. I wanted to not have to deal with the things that I was doing financially and to have the financial and time freedom for my husband to be able to be home with our kids full time. And as I started to see in showing up and delivering readings to start, that it was really something that was changing people's lives. I made the commitment that if I could help one person every day in some way, that I was going to continue to show up and do this work. And anything above that was going to be just so much more incredible than I could ever have imagined, right? And so- Equally, in that the charity aspect is so important because it really shows and speaks to the principles and the values that you lead with as an individual person, but that you're also infusing into the model of your business. There is something to be said about the way that you get to give back. Like, I like coaching and energy readings and supporting and all the things and creating all the content is so much fun for me. And it is such an empowering and elating experience. But what really gets me lit up is at the end of the year, when we do something for people who just don't even expect it, who don't even see it coming. Like this is, this is literally how manifestation works, right? So it's like you do that inner healing, you take the actions from a aligned place, you plan for it, you strategize with it, you create that community, you up level your life and then unexpected things happen. Right. And that same type of experience happens for people who are not even realizing that it's possible, who aren't even expecting that it's coming. And what's so beautiful about that is it creates this reciprocal energy of giving back and appreciation and joy and really valuing, really, really, truly valuing the experience that you're in, no matter how challenging that it may be. So, Giving back and having fun are the number one priorities required, especially for my spiritual entrepreneurs. If you are someone who really wants to hit those seven figures at some point in your business, I'm going to promise you right now that if you're having fun and you're giving back, that you're going to get there so much faster just because of that alone. Um, It makes your ability to show up so much more meaningful. The energy that you put out is so much more felt and so much, um, uh, what's what I was looking for? Uh, so much more deeply felt on a personal level to the people receiving your messages and your coaching and your content and all the things. But it's also something that people really start to admire. So next episode is going to be about the free webinar that um, I did on the 1st of, or sorry, on the 3rd of November of the five spiritual, or the five things spiritual leaders need to stand out in 2022, and that this is definitely one of them is you're giving back and you're just really showing you your authenticity, your energy, who you are as an individual being, right? Letting that shine through because people are looking for quality, Right. People are looking for quality. And if your business model, your products, your services, even if your intention in the next year or two, because you're just getting started, is to do something in a give back type of way that counts, too. So for those of you who are just starting or wanting to start. Right. Really sit down and think about what is that bigger reason? What is that give back portion? What is that charity of what you want to eventually infuse into your business if it's not something that you're energetically or monetarily available for right away? Right. Because that could equally be time. Right. You could volunteer your time in some way or some capacity. You could organize a drive. Right. There's so many different ways that it can be done but really sitting down with the intention of what your give back portion is because it makes those days that are challenging and hard um even more meaningful and purpose driven why you show up regardless even in the challenges. So I wanted to share this with you today because we are um by the time you're hearing this uh I don't know what the tally is at yet because I pre-did my episodes which I highly recommend for anyone who does a podcast. Um but the live update for what we're raised, what we have raised at this point is going to be um, at rileyjune.ca forward slash Christmas love project. So you can go and head to the link, it'll be in the show notes. You can check out the live update. Feel free to nominate, share, or contribute um, whatever is calling to your heart. right. I love you. I'm so excited for all the abundance pouring into our lives in this energy of passion in November. And remember to find the magic in today. Take care. Hey, before you go, I wanted to take a moment to just thank you so much for tuning in with me each and every week. If you weren't already aware, new episodes drop on Mondays. If you could please be so kind as to screenshot this episode, tag me on Instagram at Riley June with your biggest takeaway. Or if you know someone who could really use the insight and guidance provided to you in this session today, I would love for you to go ahead and share this directly to them. I look forward to continuing to bring you insight, guidance, and self-mastery activation tools that you can implement into your life now to truly evolve and become the divine expander that you are. All right. I cannot wait to chat with you soon. And remember, don't forget to go and find the magic in today.